Welcome back to the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast. The Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast is your podcast source for news and discussion of the meetings and events industry. Each week, we bring you stories of new technologies, new ideas, and new directions that will directly affect all of us in the meetings and events industry. I'm your host, John Trask. I'm a CMP, a CML, and I'm a 30-year veteran of both the audiovisual and meetings and events industry. And welcome back to the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast. Uh, we're doing another Hall of Leaders edition of the podcast today, and uh, we have a special guest uh, who's come in. It's Colleen Rickenbacker, and she's from Colleen Rickenbacker Incorporated and also the co-founder of Global Protocol Etiquette and Civility Academy. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, John. I uh, really appreciate you taking time to uh, to meet with me here. We're actually in Baltimore at the CIC, uh, the CMP Conclave for the CIC, and we had a chance to get together and do this interview face-to-face, so that's kind of uh, kind of fun. It's always more fun to be face-to-face. I'd much rather prefer that. <laughs> My pleasure. And so, tell us a little bit about your company and your background to maybe start us off. Oh, okay. Well, I was always in event planning, and that's how I basically, and I did that for years and years and years, and my last, I was 20 years with the Dallas Convention Visitors Bureau, and I did all of their events. I did the events for them, and I did the events for the city of Dallas, and I loved it. And how I got into where I am now with doing my speaking on etiquette and protocol and communication skills is kind of turned around about 15 years ago when all the whole thing started with business and business casual dress and people going out and eating out and all that and I went to my human resources department and I just said someone needs to come in and help you know everybody with the way they were yes and I said please bring in someone that can teach them etiquette and just tell them the difference between business business casualty and the casualty of the way they were drawn and I went on and on and on and on and she looked at me she said fine you do it and I said, I don't, I can't do this. I said, I do etiquette. I, I mean, I do event planning. Right. And, uh, and that's how it all evolved. And then from that, I, I, for some reason, I got to go on TV a lot, you know, with everything on this etiquette and protocol. And I, I would just bring a binder in with me to give it to the person that was interme- interviewing me on TV. And she kept saying, well, in your book, in your book, you know, you talk about this and this. And people started, you know, calling me from, they saw me on TV. And she said, you know, and I, so I went back to the person on TV and I said, tell them I don't have a book. And she said, oh, no, 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 you write a book. And I thought, you know, I can't do this. And so that's how my first book came about. And, you know, so now I have four books. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you have, I I see a list here. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's amazing how things just come about, just. You know, so watch what you say, basically. <laughs> yeah, be careful what you ask <laughs> yeah, for, right? Exactly. So it kind of worked out for me. So well, that's that's a that's a great transition, though, yeah. being able to move in and and I know the the educational component. It, it seems to be a real theme through the Hall of Leaders, and uh, I've commented on it on some of the other podcasts because I'm just I'm fascinated by a couple of things about all of you. Uh, the the first one is you're very committed to education yes and helping other people and Must, bringing people yes. along and um and you're also not resting on your laurels <laughs> None no <of> you. <laughs> you're probably as busy as ever right? uh, more so i think <laughs> so let's go back though and maybe start talking a little bit about that kind of education and mentoring and those mm-hmm. ideas because i know that's something that you're really passionate about that we talked about before it's probably one of my main key things. I have lots of mentees. I, I, I couldn't even begin to count how many. I have them in the associations. I have a lot of you know, adults that are my mentees that just 
they call me constantly and just say, well, you meant to me on this, well, you meant to, you know, and, and I do. And then I have a lot of kids that are in college because I teach a lot of universities. Okay. I teach a lot of universities within Dallas area where I'm from, but then I also other places where I go. And I think it's so important. I think everybody should have a mentee. And I also think everybody should also have a mentor right. and because I, don't, I think everybody, no matter your age, should still always be constantly learning. Absolutely. And so I think that's very important. Plus, I have two other things that I teach at prisons. I, I teach men in prisons. I have two within Texas that mm -hmm. one's right outside of Houston and one's right outside of Dallas. Okay. And so I go there and I, I teach these gentlemen that are within one to three years of being released from prison. And I teach them social skills so that when I, they are released, they can go hopefully back into the world. And use the better. Exactly. That's the whole purpose, that they can go out and get a job. And the programs that I'm, I'm in, they're guaranteed within 90 days they will have a job. So they have to know how to dress again <laughs> to get out of these white uniforms right. that they're in. Um, how to, you know, basically know how to tip if they go to a restaurant. How to eat, most importantly, if they go to a restaurant. And then if they... You know, just how to socially get back into the world once again. Right. And so that's very important. And the other program that I'm doing is with juvenile delinquents. That, again, how are they... A lot of them don't have the parenting that's so important to them. So right. there is a restaurant in Dallas that hires these juvenile delinquents to teach them. It's, it's very sad. They're between the ages of 14 and 18. And again, they just don't, they don't have the skills. Mm -hmm. And their, their language, just, just everything about them. And these kids are just dying, dying for someone just to give them the love, give them the support, and just caring that you know, someone actually thinks that they're smart enough to do something. Right. And so I go in and go in and just teach them these skills, just to teach them how customer service is very, very important, and how to wait on someone in the restaurant. And the, the, the restaurant itself is a five-star restaurant, and, wow. and these kids are waiting on them, and some of them are actually learning, they're cooking and everything mm -hmm. else. And it's, you know, I, I wanna cry, and I wanna take every one of them home with me, <laughs> and it's, it's wonderful. It's but it, wonderful. what a great way to make a difference, oh. and take oh. these skills that it you've is. developed in our yes. industry, yeah. and take it far beyond. Yes. Because that, the, the thing that I was realizing, like with your prison programs, mm -hmm. is it's not hospitality in particular. It's yeah. just life skills. It is life skills. It's all, for both places, it's yeah. life skills. And, you know, it's just, I went to the prison the first time and I was, well, A, I was scared to death. And, but then, and it was five years ago. And now I go, I mean, probably 15 times a year. Mm -hmm. And the one time I go in by myself, the, the first class I go, and I'm in there by myself. There's no guards in there with me, and there's close to 100 men, and I'm in there for five hours with them. I don't even go to the bathroom. I can't, I can't even leave the room. And it's just amazing that I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm like inches away from these men. I can't touch them, though. I'm not allowed to touch them. Okay. Um, if, I, if I can, I give them a handshake to show them how to do a handshake properly, but I can't hug them. I can't you know, do anything right. like that. Because, and I have to go into training with all that type of thing. But I have no fear now. I have absolutely no fear. And it's just, it's amazing. They come in periodically about every, you know, 40 to 50 minutes to count, you know, how many men are in there. I'm thinking, where do they think they're going? <laughs> you know, it's an enclosed room. Right. I mean, there's no place for them to escape or anything like that. But it's... Protocol. It, yeah, rules. exactly. And now I also go to their graduation ceremony and then they have a program, program where it's after they graduate, where we still train them 
when they're out there also in the world, you know, just more programs. So they right, to help them continue. Exactly. And this the recidivism with them is that it's four percent. Four percent in comparison to other prisoners when they're released is like seventy to ninety percent that wow. they go back to prison. So we're talking ninety percent to four percent with this prison. A huge and difference. it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, you go from forty to ninety percent. It's amazing. And these gentlemen and I teach them all these different skills, and you know, and they also get a degree with it, like a certificate, not a degree, a certificate from Baylor University once their program completing is completing the program. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's affiliated with Baylor. Yes. Okay. And it's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. What so. a what a great uh, what a great way to carry, as I said, the skills that you develop in this industry yes. out to the greater world. Oh, it's it's world. it's everything. You know, it's everything here. So and I'm sure it's enriching for yourself. Oh, it's too. for myself. Yeah. And I'm dragging all these people from the hospitality industry, even here, we're here at the CMP Conclave. Mm -hmm. um, someone said, I heard that you do this. And I just recruited a person. I just, she, you know, she lives in Texas and she's about three hours away from where the prison is. And I said, you can drive three hours. I drive four hours, so you can drive three hours. So I'm recruiting her because she heard it from somebody else. And it is, it's, a, it's our way of giving back. Because right. we've learned so much here and everybody has a skill that they can give back to somebody else, if not in prison, but to mentor to somebody else in our industry. And you know, we're learning here with the CMP or with anything else that we're doing, it's our way of giving back. And that's where I think, that's why I'm so dedicated to mentoring somebody, you know, be it our own age or someone younger or someone just starting in this industry, everybody should be mentoring something. We all have something to give back. Wow, that's that's wonderful, and it's so it tie again ties in so much with talking to Carol and and Patrick and all of the people in this group have that uh, that great commitment to working and in the industry, but helping people. They take that hospitality part so seriously, and it's such a people connection kind of attitude. Well, someone at some point, I mean, to me, this Hall of Leaders. Everybody has given to me so much, and uh, you know, I'm, you know, to thank. You know, people said, "Well, who are you going to thank that night?" I I don't have enough time in three minutes to thank everybody. There's so many people to, for me to thank that night because all my bosses, everybody in my, you know, I've all I've been so I've been convention visitors bureau. That's my whole industry. Right. I started at the Fort Worth Convention Visitors Bureau, and then I went to the Dallas Convention Visitors Bureau. Th only three years in Fort Worth, and then 20 years at the Dallas, and I just, you know, and but but with that, if it weren't for all my hoteliers, if it weren't for all my suppliers, if it weren't for, you know, Freeman Decorating and all my decorating companies, if it weren't for all my lighting people, if it weren't for everyone, <laughs> I mean, see, that's just it. Yeah. I mean, every one of my suppliers, all my motor coach people, all my, you know, my, my golf people, everybody right. that ever DMCs. put a fan, every one of my DMCs, for everybody that ever put my fans together for me, it's endless the people that have made me successful I could just go on and on and on and on because I could call someone when I wake up in the middle of the night thinking oh my gosh I need this for tomorrow that I've emailed or text or you know you know all my 30 years or 40 years that I've been doing all this I could call anybody at any time or day or night and they would say yes to me those are the people I have to thank because no one does an event by themselves no one does a meeting yes. by themselves around the world, no one. Uh, Patrick, you know, I needed things in Ireland, and Patrick, could you do this? Yes, 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 you know, <laughs> Richard, I need this, I need this entertainment, I need this. 
they all done have, you know they've all done things for me and at the same breath if they would call me at 3 a.m of course i'll do it you know no matter right. what you, you drop want everything i'll drop everything and, and do it for you and we're all that way in this industry everybody does everything and if you don't even know them if someone says well someone told me to call you because <laughs> you're in this city they do it you know and I've, I've observed that in my own time, too. I mean, I can think about instances where I've been setting hotel chairs along with the planner and everybody else off the crew we could round up. Yeah. You know, I, you know it's just it's you just, do what it has it's, to be that's done. That's the way it is. And, and if we're even passing somebody, we don't even know them, <laughs> and you see that they're struggling, you can tell on their face that they're trying to get something done, an event or hang something or do something or decorate something, we just do it. Yeah. You know, they need something, and you just do it. It's just the way that it is. That's why I love our industry. And when I'm helping a young person, the first thing I say is, you know that this is not a 9-to-5 job. You know that this is weekends. <laughs> you know that this is this. Holidays. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. You know that you work expect, you know, exceptionally a lot of hours over the holidays. And I warn them, and I say, but you'll love it. And there's no other job like this. It's in your blood, and you're going to love it, you know. And and they, they're all going, you know, they're very starry-eyed and everything. And I said, <laughs> I wouldn't exchange this job for the world. And even though I switched over to speaking and writing, I'm still... Doing so we're picking things up. We had a, a bit of a problem on the technical end of things, which I'm, uh, I'm sad to admit was probably on my equipment. And so we were having a wonderful conversation with Colleen, and uh, the recorder dropped out. So we've refreshed everything. We're back on track. And... Um, when it when things stopped, you were basically talking about your transition in, out of the industry, right? Correct. So maybe you can pick up from there first. Well, I was just saying when I went when I left the industry, you know, to go from my convention visitors bureau into my speaking, mm -hmm. I never really left the industry because now I'm just doing it on a different side. Even though I'm in my speaking and writing and all that, I'm just giving this side back to the industry again because I'm still speaking to them to make their industry better you know, to make sure that they're doing everything back to the customer that they possibly can by providing the best customer service that they possibly can and the best, you know, making sure that they're providing the best social services that they, post, you know, best can and they're not just giving back to them just in a different way. Right. And I still do some events and I still do some consulting for events. My protocol side provides to them if they need any, whenever different cultures come into their city, I go to them and I provide, make sure that they're standing in the right way for receiving lines, making sure that, you know, if someone from another culture comes here or, you know, someone, you know, with that, that they're seating them in the proper way, they're giving them the proper gifts, they're putting the right flowers out, giving them the right, you know, everything. Right. And so because a lot of people because maybe different games are coming into their cities and we're you know, hosting a lot of different things now in the United States. And so they call me to make sure that they're doing it properly. The proper and I'm just happy, or even addressing envelopes or different things like that. And so I just make sure everybody's I'm hopefully doing it in the right way. It, it, it's such a global industry now. Oh, everybody's global. Because people say, well, we're not global. I'm thinking, look around. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. global. And so I'm just making sure that everything is protocol. Everything is that way. Because they, you know, it, 
if you know the people that are there you know the people that are culturally or you know internationally they know what's right and so I want to make sure that on our end that we are doing it properly you know we're putting the names in the right way they're seated in the right way that everything's done properly the colors are right the invitations are right that everything is right and that's really part of this hospitality it too. is it's it is knowing what's appropriate right right and it's just you know the way that they address people and you know just everything has to be done right and I want to make sure of that I had a I had a fascinating show that's reminding me of where I worked with a group from Hong Kong uh-huh. and it's strictly on the technical side but they brought in their own technical director who I was working with right. and we had a great afternoon just talking about the differences between cultures yes. and how the AV part of the world was different yes. but the same we just had different terms yes. or things like yeah. that and well, it was, it's, it's so important I mean we had the Pope come over here and visit I mean we have the Olympics here we, I mean that's all protocol and yeah. you know it's very important that it's done properly and so I mean displaying the flags you know when we have other mm-hmm. countries here those flags have to be in a certain order and you know, it's just, you know, if we put them on the tables, you know, to display them there, we hang them from the ceiling. The way they hang is a different way. And so it's just, it's just nice that, you know, that other people are watching on TV. I don't want them to say, oh, look at that. That's wrong. You know, it's right. just, it has to be a certain way. Or our, our dignitaries go to other countries, you know. And we just, want them to be treated exactly. with that respect as well. Exactly. So, so when you work with a lot of young people. Yes. And so I was wondering if you had just advice that you give to young people who are entering the industry. Yeah, my first thing that I always say to the young people that are coming up, well, first I always warn them if they want to get into this business, that I tell them it's not an eight-to-five job. (laughs) And I just tell them the hours that we work, and I just just want them to be aware of that because I don't want them to, after they get into a few of those, well, you didn't tell me this. And I tell them that, to be honest, just always be honest, be fair, be kind, and that, you know, I always give them the advice that my mother always told me, if your name's going to be in the paper, make sure that your name's in the paper for the right reason. <laughs> and that stays with me constantly, that if my name is going to appear, I want it to be there for the good reason. Yes. And, you know, that's just critical to me. And I always, I always tell them to promise, give, you know, to promise and then give them more. Mm-hmm. And so if, if something happens and they're going to do something, if the client says, well, I need to have this, you know, I need to have this done by next Wednesday. And if, if they're going to say, yes, I, we always, we always say that. Yes, of course, we're going to deliver that. But in their mind, do they know they can have that done by next Wednesday? If they can, great. Then have it done by Tuesday night. But if they know that they have to get material from here, if they have to get, you know, certain, you know, whatever price it may be. from somewhere. Exactly. And they know that there's no possible way that they have to, you know, it has to be delivered from, you know, Chicago, California, or the opposite side of the country. If they can't do it, they have to say, as much as I would love to have your business, I know that we don't have the staff. I know that we don't have the equipment. I know that we, they have to be honest and say that. Because if they want their business the next time, then they could do it the next time. Right. They just have to be, because even when I started my career as a speaker, I took everything. I said, I can do this, I can speak on this, I can do this, I can do that. And I didn't deliver as well as I wanted to. I needed to stick to my you know, etiquette, protocol, and communication skills. And I took everything, and I was wrong in doing that. And you know, sometimes you don't get a second chance. I did, thankfully. But they can't do that. They need to know, and what they need to say is, I can't deliver that, but let me recommend a company that maybe I can work with and they can deliver it. And then they can partner with other people. Partnering is the best thing that they can do. And you know, let them work together with other things. So they have to be honest, 
they have to deliver, and they have to do it on time. And that's what they need to remember. And if they can do all that, then they'll, they'll, they'll do very, very well. My other thing I recommend for them is to join an organization be it PCMA, be it MPI, be it NACE, be it, you know, IAEE, HSMAI, be whatever, but join something. And when they join it, get on a committee. And when they're on that committee, work, work, work. Don't just join it and then not do anything. Mm -hmm. They have to get involved and be very, very, very involved. Be visible, be extremely visible. Get a mentor and then be crazy about that mentor. And don't wait for the mentor necessarily to do everything you know, ask that mentor a lot of questions. Right. I, 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 like I said before, I have so many mentees right now, <laughs> but those mentees have to come to me. They can't wait for me all the time to come to them. You know, they have to call me and say, do you mind if we get together? Can we get together, do this? Or, you know, just ask me questions and I will answer anything. But they have to be involved. They have to show that they want to be in this industry. If they do, they can be so involved. They can be, they can, you know, they can make a lot of money and they can advance instantly they can mm -hmm. because we're always looking for young people that are initiate they have the initiative and they want to do it and they will do well yeah those work skills oh, that we <laughs> yes. that we value yes you know but they have to have the initiative they look like you know they have you know just the you know just to get out there and start doing it and they will do very 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 well i think it's really interesting because one thing that occurred to me along with the meeting your commitments is I, I see companies and I see people yes. who will take on things that yes. they're not qualified to no, do. No, no. And they don't do them well. Right. You know? And God love them that they're trying, but ask for someone to help you. And if you do, I may, you know, I'm dying always for interns. You know, I'm always looking mm -hmm. for interns. And if they can show me that they want to learn, maybe they're not doing it well, but they want to learn and they're trying to do it, I'll take them under my wing and give them every, you know, any, anything that they can do, I will try to help them out and get them there. You know? and, and the partnership thing you were talking yes. about, it's, yeah. it's a, a good way to grow your network and, and grow your circle of people. Yes. And there's nothing embarrassing or wrong about nothing. saying, Absolutely. that's not the right fit for our no. company. No. But, Why don't you talk to but, these folks? Yes, that's exactly right. I actually have a little mentee right now. She's just this beautiful young lady. She goes to SMU, and uh, she has so much ambition. And I'm I'm hooking her up, you know, with a DMC company right now. Mm -hmm. And because you know she's been four years in school for marketing and I said to her why are you in marketing I said you need to be doing this event planning and she's so eager and that's where she's going to transfer after four years she's going to transfer to you know so I'm going to hook her up with a DMC company and she will do well she has the look she has the ambition and she will do well and so I mean not that I her parents probably shoot me because I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking after four years out of marketing but that's where she needs to be, and she will be very successful. And so, and I'm already talking to her about getting her CMP. <laughs> <laughs> and and in you know 40 years, someone will be interviewing her exactly. about being in the Hall of Exa Leaders. Right? Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. And maybe she'll thank me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so well, was there anything else about the Hall of Leaders that you oh, wanted to share? Oh no. Uh, this is this. I, 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 I'm, you know, I, I'm speechless. I'm actually speechless. This is my dream. The Hall of Leaders. I, it's just like um, this is my dream come true. I've actually, ten years ago, actually twelve years ago and ten years ago, I was the event planner for the Hall of Leaders, and I shared it. Steve Kimball and I were the, the both times were the event planners, and I turned to Steve Kimball and I turned to him and I said, Steve, 
someday I'm going to be in the Hall of Leaders. And he almost kind of laughed. And I said, no, I am. Someday I'm going to be there. And we planned it, and hopefully we, you know, we thought it was beautiful. The one year was in Denver, and the other year was in Boston. And I just was like Cinderella thinking, someday I'm going to be there. And I was kind of <laughs> laughing at myself also. But I just was like dreaming the whole time I was there, planning it. I'm going to hope it was a great success. But planning it, I thought, someday, someday I'm dreaming I'm going to be there. You'll be the one on there. Yeah, stage. I'm going to be, instead of planning it for them, I'm going to be up there receiving it. And, you know, it was a big dream. And um, whenever Karen told me, it was like, I cried. I cried. And she told me in person, and I cried. And But the same time she told me, it was in Dallas when she told me, and um but she looked at me, she said, but you can't tell anybody. And I went, what? You know, and oh, I've been living this dream for two months because that's the day she told me. And I, uh, it's, but I, I owe it to my bosses because I've had the best bosses in the whole wide world, you know, over my whole career because they've allowed me to do anything I wanted. Mm -hmm. They all told me I spent too much money planning my events, but, <laughs> but I've also had great sponsors. And, um, it's because of them. It's just because of them and everybody else, all my suppliers and everybody that's helped me do it. And it's, it's been a team. It's always been a team effort. So I've never done anything on my own. It's everybody that's been helping me. So it is. It's it's like my whole dream. It's like, <laughs> it is. I, I guess I am like a Cinderella. And uh, I just want to thank the whole world for it. <laughs> and well, my it's... family, obviously. But it's it's great. It's I, I can't wait for the night. But I don't <laughs> want it to be here because when it's that's it. It's over, you know. <laughs> but but I, that's the thing with all the Hall of Leaders folks is <sighs> it's not really over. Oh, when, I know. You know. They're, they're all moving on and doing these wonderful things, and it's such a great group of people that are being honored this year. I feel really honored to have oh. a chance to talk to all well, of you. Well, thank you. It, it's kind of fun, too, because, well, I, the four, there's four of us that have known each other so, so, so well for like 25 years. And the one gentleman from PCMA, we don't, but we'll know him well before it's all over. Right. And it's kind of like a great class of us. I don't mean great, I don't mean that we're great, but I mean it's, it's like so fun no. because there's four of us that know each other so, so, so well that it's such a great class to go in together. And so it's, it's the best honor that I could possibly win. I'm like getting the chills because I'm so excited <laughs> about it. But it's, it's, it's the highest honor I could ever possibly dream of winning. So I thank everybody for it tremendously. Well, so. and I do always mention that it, it'll be during IMAX. Yes, And yes. it's coming up in October. October 18th. And so people can be there. Oh, and, heavens yes. Uh, Please be there. It's, it's 5.30. It starts at 5.30. Have a chance to meet you in person. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and just uh, be there for the honor of, of your entire class going in. That It thank sounds you. like it's going to be great. It will be. And thank you. Very, very, very much. Well, and thanks to the audience for listening to the podcast. Sorry about the little technical glitch, but we seem to have survived it, I think. Yes, we have. And uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, send any comments in to us uh, via our email. It's uh, john at Strategic Meeting Tech, and all the info's on the website. And uh, thanks for listening again, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been the Strategic Meeting Tech Podcast, your podcast source for news and discussions of the meetings and events industry. You can find out more about Strategic Meeting Tech at our website, www.strategicmeetingtech.com. There you'll find resources and information about how we help planners to create better audiovisual and technology outcomes at their events. Our music is provided by Steph Sachs, under license from the Creative Commons, and you can find out more information and links to the artists there on our website as well. Please send any comments or show suggestions to John, J-O-N, at strategicmeetingtech.com. Thanks for listening.